Hello, and welcome to the Beyond Borders podcast, the podcast that explores topics related to international trade. This podcast is brought to you by Buckland. For over 70 years, Buckland has been working to help companies across the world experience global trade in a better way. As a customer-focused company, we provide you with a single source of unmatched customs brokerage, trade managed solutions, freight forwarding, trade technologies, and warehousing and distribution services. I'm your host, Jenny Kaus, and today I'm speaking with our very own Anka Wimbush. Anka is the National Account Manager at Buckland and holds her Certified Customs Specialist designations in both Canada and the United States. Anka has a depth and breadth of knowledge regarding brokerage and logistics gained over her 20 years in the industry. Anka works diligently to create lasting relationships with her customers. Today, Anka is going to walk us through the topic of Canadian Customs 101, a topic she knows very well. Welcome to the podcast, Anka. Thank you for having me, Jenny. Okay, so we are discussing importing into Canada, and let's get right to it. Uh, I'm going to mention kind of what we're going to be talking about, what the scope of this conversation is. Um, So the things that we're going to be discussing today are the key players in importing to Canada, Canadian documentation requirements, permits, reporting discrepancies, record keeping, reporting exports from Canada, penalties under AMPS, and exporters' responsibility. So we're going to start off with a, a kind of a, a big conversation here, starting at the, the beginning, I guess, and what is a customs broker? So a customs broker is a licensed um, by customs to carry out um, customs-related responsibilities on behalf of our customers, um, which are the importers of record. We provide uh, many different services, uh, of course, it being obtaining the release of imported goods. We will pay duties and taxes on behalf of our importers. We're going to account for the goods, do the final accounting with customs, and absolutely pay any carrier charges on behalf of the importer. So primarily, we are obtaining and presenting and transmitting the documentation required to process goods through Canada Customs. Okay, so I think if I'm hearing that right, a customs broker is the person who kind of becomes the um, conduit between the person doing the importing and the government and the related agencies. So it's someone to kind of handle those middle stages for you. Is that Absolutely. It's a partnership. Okay. As a broker, you um, build a partnership with um, the importer of record just so that they have that comfort level to know that their broker is working at the highest level of compliance when processing their entries. Okay, that's great. So, you know, we talked about the, um, the importer and dealing with the government and a customs broker being that middle person. Um, and when we're talking about the government, I think what we're talking more specifically about is the Canada Border Services Agency. Is that correct? Absolutely. Okay. And what do we need to know about the CBSA? Yeah, so the CBSA, they are the government uh, obviously responsible for ensuring compliance um, with Canada's tax, trade, and border regulations. 
Uh, there are many different uh, divisions and departments within uh, CBSA. Uh, if you're looking at the Canadian Food Inspection Agency, natural resources, etc. But uh, customs, they they uh, will uh, review all the documentation that the broker presents. And they actually, they do have the right to deny any access into the country. They can seize the goods if they uh, do not believe that um, it would be, or if they believe actually it would be harmful to um, Canada. Wow. Okay. Great. So I, uh, I think I heard you mention the term importer of record. Um, is that something you can explain? Yeah. So the importer of record is the company that is liable and responsible for all the payment of duties and taxes um, to the Canadian government. So a broker will process the shipment, we do the calculations, however the importer of record is the one that is liable um, for, for taxes. Okay. And, um, so is that the person doing the importer or is the broker the importer of record? It is the actual company that's importing the goods into Canada. Okay. Yeah, we also have non-resident importers. So you can have a U.S. company import goods into the into Canada okay. as a non-resident. So it's a company just wanting to take full responsibility of getting the goods to the final destination within Canada. Okay, great. So um, when we're talking about the importer of record, um, what sort of regulations and responsibilities? Is there anything else um, that we need to know about that? Well, it is very important that the importer also understand, which we'll get further into uh, conversation, is there's regulations that they must follow in regards to record keeping. Mm -hmm. um, and, and this is where the partnership is really important, choosing the correct broker. As the broker is submitting data, elements, and information on behalf of the importer of record, However, the liability is on the importer of record. Right. So we want to ensure that the broker is giving very good data on their behalf. Absolutely. Okay, so you're talking about that data. Um, are, I'm wondering about what are the documentation requirements involved with this process? Sure. Uh, Customs has their own invoice that can be completed called a Canada Customs Invoice, also known as a CCI as an mm -hmm. acronym. Uh, many times we see commercial invoices, uh, which is also acceptable as long as all the pertinent information that's on a Canada Customs Invoice is listed on a commercial invoice. For example, primary data elements is value, origins, weight, descriptions, who the seller is, who the buyer is, to be able to process the shipment. Okay, great. So in regards to the NAFTA Certificate of Origin, um, what are the responsibilities there? So the NAFTA, the North American Free Trade Agreement, is um, something that the supplier who is shipping the goods have to complete it. So it's the exporter's responsibility to provide a valid NAFTA. And if the goods qualify for NAFTA, then the importer of record can eliminate the duty that is applicable great. on their goods. Okay, mm -hmm. great. Um, so another term that I've heard, and I'm wondering if you can explain, is bill of lading. Mm -hmm. So the bill of lading is normally issued by the actual transportation carrier. Mm -hmm. It identifies and it shows them the actual traveling of the goods. So from where it's been picked up to the final destination, 
piece count, weight, pallets, dimensions, that sort. A customs broker can process an entry without a bill of lading. Um, it's not a, a customs regulation. However, it does have to go with the carrier. Okay, good to know. And what about a B13A export declaration? Yes, this uh, B13s uh, is a is a filing that must be done. Um, any goods that are leaving Canada, destined for any country except the United States. Oh, okay. So if you have goods valued over two thousand dollars Canadian, our Canadian government wants to know what is leaving the country that's valued over two thousand dollars, where it's going to. So there are programs in place, and, and again, as a, many brokers offer this service to do the filing on behalf of the exporter um, to ensure that the regulations are met. Okay, and that's something that Buckland does? Absolutely. Okay. Um, and how long like, is that you do that right away? Like, that's, does that have to happen before the shipment crosses? Yeah, there are specific timelines depending on the mm-hmm. mode of transportation. Okay. So again, air, ocean, truck, uh, there are certain regulations that you know a broker would absolutely give you those timelines and ensure that you are within those time restraints. Okay, and then what is? Do we know what the government does with that data when they get it? Is that my understanding is for Stats Canada? Oh, great! To understand who are we selling to and where, what's leaving Canada and where is it going to? Absolutely. So mm-hmm. a lot of those statistics we see released on trade data. Um, I'm guessing that that's where a lot of that would be populated from. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Okay, so in regards to import permits and special permits, what can you tell us? Right, Um, so Customs has kind of done away with actually filling out permits, uh, actual (laughs) permit certificates that we used to do for steel, etc. So it's being monitored through other government departments, so it's called OGD, another acronym, that we have within customs and certain goods have to go through OGD, other government departments. As I mentioned, if you wanna ship food uh, into Canada, we have the Canadian Food Inspection Agency. We're looking, and and the the OGD requirements are are triggered by the 10-digit HS classification code that is given to that particular commodity. Okay. Okay, so some divisions within the um, Canadian government want to have additional information on products coming into Canada. Okay, great. One thing I just wanted to take a moment to mention is um, we've been talking about a lot of things and um, we come up, we have short forms like OGD. We've had a couple of these acronyms we've talked about. And I just wanted to mention that on the buckland.com website, uh, if you look under the learning section, there is a guide there for common logistics acronyms. And you'll see terms like OGD and uh, AMPS, like those different ones that we've spoke about today. So uh, feel free to visit buckland.com to get your copy of that uh, and download that today. Uh, It's a great way to kind of have a high-level look and be able to reference that to know what a lot of these terms that are thrown around when we're talking about importing and exporting. So um, just had to mention that. that That's a resource for folks. Okay, so release and accounting for shipments. Mm-hmm. So, of course, our first priority is to release the goods so that the driver can cross the border. Mm-hmm. Okay, we want to get that release so he can continue and do the final delivery. As a broker, our responsibility as well is to actually account for the goods. Right. Okay, which means that we have to calculate the duties and taxes applicable. Mm-hmm. 
and ensure that those are paid to Canada Revenue. Okay, so what do we know uh, about record keeping? We mentioned that you know clear records need to be kept. Um, can we talk a little bit more about that? Absolutely. As a broker, uh, we must keep records on behalf of every importer that we processed. Mm -hmm. So it is the same regulations that an importer of record has. So we must keep records within Canada six years plus current. Six years plus current. Correct. Okay. And Customs is very particular on that, and that is where they can actually apply um, AMPS penalties, which we'll discuss later, but it is um, very important to ensure that the importer has copies of it and, of course, your, your broker as well. Okay, so it's not a matter of, you know, your goods cross the border and... They're done. You definitely want to keep You absolutely want to keep it because they can come back and request data for the last four or five years. Okay. Good to know. Mm -hmm. So you briefly just touched on um, the penalties there, and that's the Administration Monetary Penalty System, or AMPS. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes. AMPS was implemented. It's, it's been a while now, and, and, and they've implemented that instead of giving warnings anymore where they would tell the importer or the broker, hey, you know, you should be keeping records or you didn't do this right or didn't do that right. And, you know, it just kind of fell on deaf ears. So they thought, you know what, maybe we should put some monetary penalties in place and importers will start listening yeah. and taking it possibly a little more seriously. Absolutely. You know? And uh, they've, I've seen penalties um, given out. Again, there was a big issue in the B-13s where penalties were provided to exporters as they did not file them for goods going into Mexico. Okay. Right? So then they're like, hey, now they'll never make that mistake again. But unfortunately, you know, they had to okay. pay for that. Wow. Mm -hmm. And um, what's kind of the range of the penalties? Oh, goodness. From $100 up to, you know, 25000 wow. it can be. Yeah, they've tiered it. So, it, it again, it depends on how many offenses, I'm going to call it, that you've had. Mm -hmm. they, they've been able to, you know, mitigate some of them and, and prove, you know, possibly that it was completely, you know, not... Um, yeah, so I guess this is one of those times when you would want to have a good broker working with you to make sure that you're not left open to Absolutely. these sorts of things. And brokers are not exempt to AMPS. They, okay. are, they are applicable to the customs broker as well. Wow. Okay. Mm. Good to know. Um, so we talked about uh, um, items crossing the, the border, and I'm wondering if maybe we can chat a little bit more about border security. Absolutely. Border security, as, as everyone is aware, has really tightened. Um, there are more regulations uh, than ever before. Being in the industry this long, I, mm -hmm. I can really say that they've um, come down with a lot of regulations okay. and, and a lot of programs. And I'm happy to say Buckland has, has you know, voluntarily been certified for, you know, uh, CTPAD and PIPs, these are all top security okay. um, certs that we have on, you know, within our, our company. There are certain lanes called FAST that you may see, mm -hmm. the signs when you're crossing the border. That they, they, again, uh, Nexus card, uh, Nexus lane, sorry, that you'll see where, where you're a trusted traveler. Mm -hmm. You know, many programs are out there. They are voluntary. Okay. Um, I've not seen them become anything mandatory. 
But when you have these certifications, then customs is a little more lenient. Okay, that's good to know. Um, and when did uh, security tighten up in this way? I'm going to have to say it's the post 9-11, and I know yeah. a lot comes back to that. But honestly, that's really when we started seeing tight, tighter regulations. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. And I mean, with the span of time that you've been in the industry, I mean, you will have seen things before and after. 9/11. Oh, absolutely. We, we would have customers where they would just take their product and put it in their trunk and cross the border and go sell the goods into the United States or sell the, you know, come wow. into Canada and sell them. And uh, not so much anymore. No. They, they want to know who's coming in, in what vehicle and what's on that truck way before you even pull up to the Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mentioned CTPAT and PIPS, and I'm just mm-hmm. wondering if you can just tell us what those acronyms stand for uh, that you mentioned because folks might know. The Canadian version, uh, so the U.S. is CTPAT. Oh, okay. okay. But um, the PIPS too, it's, it's Partners in Protection. Okay. So again, complete voluntary programs. We okay. do have many importer of record um, importers actually on the program and, and it's customs coming doing on-site visits. How safe is your facility? Wow. Are your doors locked? Coming in and out of your warehouse, who's, you know, are there guards? Is there security? Are the doors locked? Who can come in? Yeah. You know, things like that. Okay. So it's all definitely hands-on. Great. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's great. Well, thank you so much for taking us through the Canadian Customs 101. I know I, uh, I definitely learned a lot that I didn't know before. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you for helping us out today with that. Um, and I would encourage people, if you have any questions, uh, to reach out to us by visiting our Contact Us page. And uh, thanks again, Inka. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jenny. That's the Beyond Borders podcast for today. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to our guest, Anka Wimbush, for joining us and for sharing her expertise. If you're looking for resources related to international trade, visit the Buckland website at buckland.com and check out the learning guide section for downloadable resources ranging from Incoterms reference charts, tips for avoiding border delays, things to keep in mind when choosing a broker, and more. Please feel free to reach out to us by visiting the Contact Us page at buckland.com for more information or to receive a quote today. Thank you for listening to the first of many Beyond Borders podcasts and be sure to tune in again for more great conversations about importing, exporting and everything else in the world of logistics and international trade.